0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host Eddie Rye. Uh, We lost a valued person in our community uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the gentleman by the name of Dom Dudley, who was the owner of KYAC Radio, uh, AM and FM, and uh, we have got together a number of individuals who uh, were worked at KYAC, were involved with KYAC from '69 all the way until '1980, and I want to introduce. Attorney Jesse Weinberry Sr., uh, Spencer Haywood, who did uh, the, uh, the Saturday Night Jazz program, uh, Belty Johnson, uh, who was uh, the newscaster and station manager uh, for seven years. And Vivian Phillips uh, started out as a uh, secretary for sales and ended up being one of the most popular DJs in the state uh, doing her midday broadcast. And we got Ike Alexandron, because he was a consumer of uh, KYAC. So uh, Jesse Weinberry uh, started the KYAC when he was 18 years old, uh, senior at Queen Anne High School. And uh, Don Dudley gave him the microphone and allowed him to host uh, Youth City Forum. Uh, but since Beltry is the person that has the history, uh, I want to start with Beltry. And uh, so, Beltry, I want you to go ahead and uh, give us your spiel on. Uh, Don Dudley and KYAC. And I want to mention to everybody that Don Dudley's funeral service will be Saturday, May 21st at 11 o'clock a.m. at the Holgate Street Church of Christ, which is on Holgate and Martin Luther King Jr. Way South. So, uh, Jesse Weinberry, I want you to go ahead and get started. Everybody will have about two or three minutes to introduce themselves. The time they were at KYAC, then we'll deal with uh, the more extensive questions and memories of your uh, time at KYAC. And then lastly, we want to, each of you to do a tribute to Don Dudley. So start with Jesse Weinberry
1: Yeah, thank you, Eddie. It's good to be here, uh, even for what is not a good occasion, and that is to uh, give the uh, uh, memories and departing words for, for Don Dudley. Don Dudley was like another father to me. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was at Queen Anne High School and I was a quarterback and uh, it was my senior year, and I was at church on Sunday, and the, the sermon was so boring, I kept nodding off, and the uh, usher kept waking me up, and I finally said, let me just get out of here, and I went and sat in my car, and I turned on the radio on KYC. Back then, pretty much all black folks and a whole lot of white folks only listened to KYC, and uh, it was Sunday, and uh, there was a show on. That uh, featured all the black athletes who were in the CD in the Central District, but going to white schools. And uh, you had James Edwards, you had Ronnie Hall, who went to Roosevelt. James Edwards went to Roosevelt. Keith Tenner, who went to Lincoln of Tacoma. And I was wondering, well, why wasn't I on this? So I called in just to participate, and they told me to come in. And uh, I thought all this time that KYC was somewhere in the in the hood. Uh, I think it used to be on Madison Street. So Veltry will get into that later. But at this time, it was actually located on Queen Anne Hill, right down the street from uh, my high school. And so I went in, uh, we had a great show talking about sports and discrimination and everything. And at the end, he let everybody else go. Don Dudley was the host. and And he asked me to think about if I wanted to do, instead of a City Forum show, a Youth City Forum specifically for Black youth in my generation. And he said, so go home and think about it. And I said, well, I don't need to go home. I thought about it and I want to do it. And uh, the man himself, the owner of the station, hired me. And for the next five years, I host the Youth City Forum and, and just got to be in the element of Black music, uh, Black news, Black culture. Uh, it changed my life and, uh, uh, this is a guy who, uh, uh, just a leader in broadcast and radio. He made sure we were always out there in the community and, uh, I, I just can't say enough for the legacy of Don Dudley, particularly as it changed, uh, all of our lives and, and, and I'll never forget how he changed mine.
0: Okay. Jesse. Uh, thank you very much for that. Now we want to go to Beltry Johnson who probably is one of the most senior folks at uh, KYAC.
2: I wanted to say it's good to be with you this afternoon and hello to all of your distinguished guests. Uh, My experience uh, began uh, the 1st of January, 1970, the result of a uh, employee work action, which took the station off the air. The then owner physically moved the facilities that were operational and functional as a business office at 1407 East Madison out of the community and relocated to Queen Anne Hill. (laughs) Very interesting as regards uh, the intent and the outreach of the station at that time. It was a business enterprise for sure, but it was servicing our community not only with the entertainment aspects of things, but also with just the communication that are necessary for a community to function and sustain. And um, if I could just for a moment, Eddie, a little roll call to some of those individuals that put it on the line and uh, left, walked out with that work stoppage. Uh, Joe Jones, for sure, who is the station manager Uh, Lloyd Jones, Mickey Fry, Paul Kutchlow, brother Harry Robinson, T. Alexander, and the great Robert L. Scott. These were all individuals that I had the opportunity to interact with and to work with. They were mentors. We all supported one another. There were several others. And of course, we owe all of our careers, the way that they were launched. Vivian included to Frank P. Barrow, who uh, was instrumental in setting the table and uh, laying it out for us operationally, and then to show us how to do that, and then indeed to measure the difference that that made. That was our beginning to resolve our issues. Don Dudley was brought in to mediate. And several of us had a chance to continue on, which the magnetism of who he was and what he was about opened doors to opportunities and launched careers in a number of different directions. But we all started from that base and from the opportunity that he created through a limited partnership that afforded him immediate general managership of KYC, and ultimately ownership for what happened for a successful run of activity and outreach and service to the community.
0: Thank you, Beltran. Uh I just had one quick question. I wanna make sure that the listeners are aware. You mentioned that there was a walkout. Can you uh, just uh, for our listeners to let them know exactly what that entail?
2: Yes, the ownership of the radio station was white, and it was profit-driven. And as is the case today, it was then the majority of radio stations in this country that were programmed to Black communities, most of them were owned by white investors. At a point in time, the then group of individuals that I mentioned, plus others, Martin Wyatt, Mac McAllister, Terry Harper, among others, um, all laid it on the line and uh, tried and sought redress for their concerns of not only wages, because it was, after all, a business enterprise, but also as regards outreach to the community. When that was unsuccessful, uh, they were not satisfied with response. Then we all walked a picket line out there on Madison in front of uh, the 1407 location. That resulted in uh, the transition physically out of the community to Queen Anne, where Jesse Weinberry joined with us, as did Spencer, uh, most notably, um, under Don's leadership and vision, Um, I personally, as a news director at that point in time of my career, uh, I I was introduced and had the opportunity to bring in Lee Carter and Karen Denard and Obi Date and um, a certain lady named Darlene Deadline, also known as Vivian Phillips. (laughs) That's
0: a real good one. So, uh, Mr. Johnson, is is that an introduction to uh, the midday DJ, uh, Miss Vivian Phillips?
2: Well, yes, but first, there were a number of things that she did. And I mean, we we all contributed, but she was just ever busy. And one of the things she did that I surely want to punctuate is that uh, she assisted me with my news duties and responsibilities, and uh, we gave her the pseudonym Darlene Deadline. So without further ado, Darlene, good afternoon.
3: (laughs) Oh, you make me laugh, Belcher. You You always make me laugh.
2: Good. Uh,
3: Uh, but I, I thank you so very much for that. And I just want to say that I think that one of the things that Veltry touched upon that is punctuated for me is the time that I started working at KYEC was not the time for women to be on the air in the daytime. So I had to pay a lot a lot a lot of dues i had to go get my radio telephone operators license so that i could do the calibration in the studio i had to learn how to help eveltry put his newscast together had to learn how to how continuity worked in radio how sales worked in radio and it all benefited me in such a great way in my uh forever career i think that it's interesting to me that most people don't recognize that i was was only on air for three years. I mean, all these other legends that you have mentioned had very long careers. On radio, but I was only on for three years after Robert L. Scott came to KYC from KJR. And um, he decided to hire me and more, I might add. <laughs> if you all know or remember that, uh, <clears throat> God rest his soul, Robert and I were married. Um, but I think the one thing that I do want to also say is that Don Dudley was an entity beyond. Radio radio as well. I mean, I remember him from Black Front, which was a co-op in the Black community where we could go and shop and feel comfortable shopping. Um, But I'm also very pleased that I got a chance to spend some time with Don and share with him my gratitude for the struggle that he um, fought to just own and keep a black radio station. Uh, I think we've talked about the fact that black he was one of the only black owners in a landscape across this country of more than 8,000 black radio black music program radio stations and that was a hard fought battle especially when um around 1980s uh radio became very syndicated and so you had one person sitting in a studio in los angeles at westwood one and they're doing the intros for all of these different radio stations and it just gets passed out into the universe and that killed black radio for the most part. But I also wanna say as well, Eddie, that um, what I hope people take from this is the significance that Black radio held and holds in community organizing. Had it not been for KYAC where you could get um, the, the latest news, right, you could get the pulse of the community, we would not have been able to do some of the things that you too, Eddie, of course, are responsible for, the renaming of Empire Way, you know, it's just, it's, it's so many of those kind of basic things that Black radio is essential to um, stimulating, and moving forward and so when we see this lack of cohesion across black communities across the country i think if we look back and look at what their grounding might be if in fact there is a black radio station you can see a different kind of organizing so um, that and i'll just the final thing i want to say is that kyac was a stimulator for a lot of other kinds of black media we can't Get Nate Long and what he did. We can't forget Ogden News on on. (laughs) Coma. We can't forget all of these television programs as well that elevated Black community news because we had a Black radio station. And I see my friend Lee Carter just popped up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. The
0: the Gentle Giant uh, is also on the line, but we're gonna go to Spencer Hayward before we go to Lee and to. That's Dwayne Tyson, the gentle giant. So Spencer Haywood, number 24, go right ahead. You're up at the free throw line.
4: Yes, I'm at the free throw line. I'm wearing a Slick watch shirt today, paying respect to him as well as to Don Dudley. Uh, I came into Seattle to fight my court case all the way to the Supreme Court. And, And in the process, I wanted to give back and be a part of the African-American community in Seattle, because that's just what you, what I thought we should be doing as professional athletes. And so I got involved with KYC, with Don Dudley, because he said we were running a little short on funds. And I said, uh, contact my attorney here and get what you need. And, uh, and he said, well, you know, why don't you come on the air and, and do a little broadcasting? I said, oh, of course I did. I would love to come over and do my jazz show because I was doing a jazz show at the University of Detroit before I left to play professional basketball. So I came in and uh, on Saturdays to do my jazz show and let the people know that we as professional athletes and just athletes period, that we were conscious of what should take place in our community. And Eddie, you were there in the beginning when I first came to town. Uh, uh, you were one of the, the first brothers with the big fro. I was like, hey, <laughs> look at me, you know. <laughs> anyway, so it was just an awesome time for me and my, my family who had moved up from, uh, from Detroit over to Seattle. And uh, it, was just, it was just a great experience listening and being involved in the community. Uh, KYAC was was a a turning point for consciousness for that whole Sonic team, because we were like, on Saturdays, we were like (laughs) have Fred Brown, Slick Watts, all of the guys sitting in the studio. We were just playing music and talking and enjoying ourselves and, and being a part of the community which was the cornerstone of everything because we would also eat up at uh, Gertrude Peoples Place over on uh, Union, I think it was. And when John Brisker came to town, he he wanted to open up a, a, a nightclub there. So he opened up the Heritage House. So we were just conscious young guys in Seattle. And it was beautiful because Portland Trailblazers players would come up During the summer, and want to hang out in Seattle. It was just a beautiful thing. James Edwards, all those guys used to hang out at my place down on Lakeside. Yeah. Don Dudley, yeah, man, he did it.
3: Can I just say that Spencer used to show up at the studio with all of his own music?
4: Own music, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> he was the only DJ that was allowed to bring their own music from
5: home. <laughs> well,
4: I can
0: understand what? why, but- um, You know how that happened.
4: Boy. I, I uh, when I, when I signed the contract with the Sonics, uh, Michael Hadduff, who held our Hadduff on the race, the racetrack out there, I, and he was a distributor. So I ordered every impulse, every blue note, Every, every jazz album that was made, I ordered it. And when I, when Kareem saw what I had did, he ordered the whole set and doubled the set. So we had all of this music. So we just walked in. I walked in with my sounds underneath my arm. Let's go. Thank you for reminding me.
0: Okay. We want to go to uh, another uh, veteran, uh, Lee Carter, uh, who, uh, was at KYAC. I think uh, he has a story to tell. So Lee Carter, why don't you go right ahead?
6: My experience with KYAC was only about three years. But he three good years to remember Don Dudley. Don Dudley, uh I knew him a few years before uh KYC. And uh I was reintroduced to Don Henry by Beltry Johnson from a couple of years after we had met. But take it to KYAC, amplify on what Vivian said. You people realize that this was the first first talk show ever was on uh, KYAC. That was the first talk show ever. And you have to understand, too, how those kinds of shows across the country reverberated and has had an effect to this day because Dr. King, the way he got his message out was through the black radio. But would show up in a town and the black radio say, well, hey, Luther King was in town, let's bring him in and talk in the studio. That's how it began to work. It was black radio, and at the time we had universal connections. At the time, one black radio station could sell their story to the Associated Press to sell to, to put to another story to another station. I can remember hearing my stories on KYAC reverberate all the way from to New York. They were airing KYAC stories in New York. I can remember a, a story that the late. Roberto Maestas told me, uh, stopped by the house one day, <clears throat> and told me how uh, that he was in New York uh, raising money uh, for El Centro de la Raza uh, project uh, that that yeah, he, were you aware of, uh, involved in, and say so he was sitting there talking to his, his uh, the administrator uh, who was asking for money, and say so on the radio on the radio. His story came from KYAC, sitting there in the office of this administrator. I was telling the story about what was happening at El Centro de la Haza. And this was in New York. So he came back to Seattle to say, man, how proud he was <laughs> to hear that story, sitting there in the office while he was begging for money to keep the project going. And he got the money to that the that influence of Black radio was taken into account by what we would call the conservative movement today. And it was that uh, idea of radio uh, impacting the community as Black radio did, that is what's caused conservative media to exist today. They own every vote that there is. Uh, practically because they learned their lessons from the African-American community and how to communicate on a vast scale. And that helped create what we call today, what I call today, anyway, the African-American nation. We we are the first, what I call, because of communications, we're the first national people in America. I'll leave it. OK,
0: thanks Lee, appreciate that. We want to go to uh,
2: Dwayne Itty. Tyson and see Yes. Eddie, can I just embellish just a little bit, briefly? It's, it's, it's significant to the point that Lee just made when he and I became teammates and Vivian joined with us and Obi Tate and Karen Denard. Uh, we became affiliates with the then Mutual Black Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, to 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 further illustrate Lee's point, indeed, we fed news. This helped put us on the map. It was Don's vision that we plug in to the national network of uh, communicators that were using the black radio platforms at that time. And we formed the network. And true to the point that Lee just made, I wanted to embellish it because it hadn't happened prior to the vision and the organization and direction support that we received from Don to do it. Okay, we got We need to take a break,
0: but I want to go to uh, uh, Dwayne Tyson, the General Giant. There was a, a DJ uh, in sales, did all kind of stuff around KYC. So uh, are you on the line with us, sir?
7: I am indeed, Eddie. Good afternoon, each and every one of you. Nice to hear your voices. I wish I could see your faces, but my Zoom connection is, uh, my internet connection is not functioning right now. Yeah, I remember Don... Don was a major part of my life. He gave me the opportunity to take over for an ailing Robert Summarize, the all-nighter, they called it. And uh, to correct Vivian, I was allowed to bring in my own albums from from home. Eventually, uh, my program was called Freeform. And if I'm not mistaken, I led it into Spencer's show. I think it was a Sunday night, as I recall, Greg Collins, Mr. Sunday, my program, Freeform, and then Spencer would come in with Garfield Hurd, Freddie Brown, Flick, and that made the Sunday afternoons in Seattle special. One thing I admired about Don, foremost and beyond all else, was his care for his parents. He honored his parents, mom and pop Dudley, and he loved his daughter, Michelle. And he was a go-getter. He uh, taught me how to get out there and function in the real world, the world of sales, from which he had come. When I came back from Vietnam, there were two people that impressed me the most in Seattle, and that was Lloyd Jones Como, and Don Dudley at KYEC. Those who don't know, Lord uh, was, uh, rest rest in peace, Quincy's younger brother. Anyway, Don allowed me to do my thing on radio, and he eventually introduced me to a fellow by the name of Chico, Chico Rodriguez. Before there was a Chico and the Man television series, there was a Chico and the man, and Chico Rodriguez and Don Dudley. Chico was in sales and he wore nice outfits, band lines, drove a nice car, and it was something I aspired to do in radio. Well, Don noticed this and he introduced me to his uncle, Frank, the godfather, Frank Dudley. After Chico's untimely passing, Frank took over the sales department and Don told me, why don't you hang around with Frank? That was the demise of my radio years because I locked into sales and I didn't look back. I stayed at KYAC from 1972 through 1983. But I was on the air with Classic Hairstyles Incorporated, South Central Realty, doing their commercials for years until the demise of South Central Realty and Eddie, you brought the coffin and gave KYC a proper burial. I think it was 1986. I could be wrong on the date, but. Oh, it was
0: 1981, 1981. Was it 81?
7: 81. Well, we still functioned through 84.
0: Uh, no, it, it went to K-Fox.
7: It went to K-Fox while well, I was doing commercials. I was yeah. doing promotions yeah. and advertising. Okay. So I had lost contact with, uh, I went to work for, for my advertisers. Like I said, classic hairstyles, Johnny Guillory, South Central Realty.
0: Columbia you, City. You, you were definitely in sales. Look, we need to take a break, but we'll come back. We'll have about 20 more minutes. So uh, we want to make sure that you're aware of that, and we'll have probably about four minutes for each person or however we want to handle it. So, Eric, let's take this break and come back shortly.
8: Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen Workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com.
9: Why sit in bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City Tequila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an Orca card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Walking
8: your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet.
0: Now, Eddie Rye back at Urban Forum Northwest with Spencer Haywood, Beltry Johnson, Jesse Weinberry, Isaac Alexander, Lee Carter, and Vivian Phillips, and we have Steve Dwayne Tyson on uh, the phone. Uh, We're going to go back. Lee Carter wanted to pick up on a comment that was just made. So go right ahead, Lee.
6: I wanted to say what, when you – Talk about Don Dudley and his diligence and uh, his uh, his will and his ambition. Uh, I first met first met Don Dudley in 1968. He was I met him. He was working as a transportation for Northwest Airlines in the lost and found department at C-Tack Airport. I was working at CTAC Airport, Chicago, and just transferred from there to. Uh, uh And the first person who met me at the door, there were two people who met me at, as I got off the plane, was one was Billy Burns and Don Dudley. And I was on the counter selling tickets and Don Dudley, he wanted to work in Lost and Found because it gave him a chance to study because he was going to management school at the University of Washington. So we could sit there and yeah, I watched, walk walk in, he'd be reading his books. And, you know, uh, but shortly afterwards, it was only about we developed a friendship then, but a few months later I left to pursue other opportunities. And we didn't make contact again until one day I was at Ski Al. The that that was where we, you go to, if you need a job. So obviously the opportunities that I went to pursue didn't work out. And I was at Op looking for ways to get a job. And a person that, somebody pointed out to me, hey, there is Belty Johnson. And Belty Johnson, yeah, Belty Johnson. And I had heard him on the radio on KYC. secret well, okay, yeah. I walked over and introduced myself to him because I uh, had some radio experience. I was a writer in the military. I'd been around the world a couple of of times, and I felt that I could make contributions to the news department there. And he said, why don't you come to meet uh, the owner, the boss uh, at the station? Uh, The next day, I showed up at the station. It was uh, over on 3rd Avenue. uh, And he introduced me to his boss, and there he was.
0: Don Dudley. We have to to give somebody else. So who's next?
2: Benny, if I could go ahead. Uh, That that example that Lee just shared with us, that personal example, is part of um, who Don was. He was a magnet. And part of the transition from 1407, East Madison, uh, was based on his ability to attract investors as limited partners in our business enterprises. That opened the door to a number of different, uh, uh, not so much innovations, but creative activity where we became more of a, a service to the community. Uh, we became profitable. We were able to attract uh, a different and additional personnel. Uh, Spencer wouldn't have come to us if we weren't doing uh, uh, what we were doing. Um, Mr. Tyson wouldn't have joined us. Uh, We couldn't have maintained audience and outreach if, indeed, we hadn't had uh, uh, this vision and uh, a solid rock of uh, operations. It's just part of uh, the magnetism that was Don Dudley, his uh, vision for where he wanted to go with this business enterprise, and for all of us to... uh, have an opportunity within that uh, to successfully launch and sustain careers. Very well said. We have
0: about eight minutes left, so I want to see if Jesse Weinberg has another comment, if he's still there.
1: I'm still here, uh, and and I'm learning so much. Uh, It's it's really, uh, this is a great show for anyone who, who wants to learn real Seattle history, particularly where KYC and Don Dudley is concerned. I just want to add an element that at least from, from my generation, I mean, you already pointed out, I got a talk show at 18 years old. I worked my way through college, but what, what kept us uh, on the map in, from my perspective at, at that time was the music. Uh, before KYC, a lot of artists would uh, t- go on tours at the United all throughout the United States, but somehow they wouldn't stop <laughs> in Seattle before there was a strong black radio station. Don didn't just have an AM station. At a point, uh, KYC became AM and FM, both under black ownership, and that that meant Jackson Five came to Seattle, James Brown came to Seattle, Veltry Johnson actually introduced me to the Godfather of Soul. Down at uh, James Brown, down at the Seattle Arena, the, the Jackson Five were at the um, the Coliseum. Uh, I re- never forget my senior year of high school. And so, when you talk about the artists in terms of Motown, in terms of uh, the the Temps, or uh, the Temptations, the Supremes, I mean uh, Rick James. I mean it just went on and on and on. The Brothers Johnson. Uh, that that began to to not just in in increase our culture with black music, but it also increased the, the awareness of the rest of the United States that black people were all over and under that space needle that they saw. And because uh, these artists were raving about Seattle and uh, KYC was the magnet and, there, and that magnet would not have existed for those artists and, and for our community if it had not been for Don Dudley making the ultimate sacrifice. Vivian Phillips. John
7: owned the district tavern at one time, which also housed he was committed to local artists as well. He gave them That's a venue right. and uh, and he also owned Ruby Chow's restaurant.
0: Dudley Chow. Go
7: get her. The,
0: <laughs> the yeah. only black owned Chinese restaurant. Right. Except for <laughs> the one on Rush Hour. With Don <laughs> uh,
3: Vivian. Yeah. Well, I think that um, the tribute that I would like to pay to Don Dudley is one that's much more connected to my spirit, and that is, had it not been for Don Dudley, there would not be this class of family, this extended family that I think I have benefited from for the entire time from 1971, when I first walked in the doors and uh, Frank P. Barrow said, yeah, go out there and count people or something like that, you know? Uh, to this day. And I feel so honored for having had the opportunity to connect with all of you, with all of the people who are deceased and made a contribution, and for what it really, really means to have Black radio and community. KYAC will forever Ever be legendary in the hearts and minds of the people. And every time I see someone today and they say, Oh, you're that Vivian Phillips from radio? And I'm like, How dare you! (laughs) <laughs> and how could you possibly remember that far back? Um, but it is a testament to the incredible impact that this communications vehicle has had on the black community locally and we are spread out across the nation as well. So that for me is the biggest tribute and the biggest connection that I feel and will forever feel to Don Dudley. Yeah,
0: know to that, that uh, uh, this program will be up on uh, my website for a year uh the podcast will be up on alexa i think two hours after the program for the rest of the week so i just want to let you know and so it will also be archived on my on my website uh Thank lee you and then uh, and
7: i appreciate it
0: okay we got we got three minutes
4: well i'll take it um I was going to add, if I may, just to what, what
6: okay. Vivian was saying, but the impact has not been just on the African American community in Seattle. I can tell you the impact this has had on the European American Seattle. I still run into uh, people at the Senior Citizen Center uh, here in the area who, who are European American. Tell me how much they love, how much they remember KYAC. The impact that they had on them personally and so it goes beyond just the uh the culture of african america
0: the european American. can okay. i say spencer, one last thing spencer. now the, the spencer got he has this word we got two minutes left go ahead spencer
4: okay uh uh you guys was talking about rock and roll and and soul music coming to seattle under don Dudley's tutelage. uh we also had Miles Davis come to town uh, at Paramount Northwest. We had Eddie Harris and Les McCann drop yeah. in. We had a number of jazz cats that fell through, and they passed the word on because I, when I when I went to the Knicks, all of the people in New York was telling me about, hey man, should I go up to Seattle and play? Even Pharaoh Sanders. I was Wow, you played in Seattle when you had John Coltrane in that live album they did in Live in Seattle. So, thank you, Don Dudley, for the music. Thank you for your entrepreneurialship to keep black music. But it was not only black music, as one of the other guests was talking about. It, it was it's all over. It was all over the state of Washington. It was a beautiful. Beautiful journey, and, and I just thank you all for letting me be a part of that because I'm a basketball player. <laughs> uh, and, and, okay, now, uh, Tyson, you got about one minute, sir.
7: Yeah, I just want to say real quickly, picking up on Spencer's comments about jazz in Seattle and the music scene, I don't know who coined the phrase, but it was part of KYAC, Kay- kayak as they was affectionately known as in some circles. Music was the message. Yeah, yeah. And Seattle was the soul of the Northwest.
0: You got that That's right. It. Well, I want to thank Hollywood Ike for, for joining us. Uh, Vivian Phillips, Spencer Haywood, uh, Lee Carter, Beltie Johnson, uh, S- Steve Dwayne Tyson. Uh, Jesse, I want to thank all you guys for this uh, thing. I want to let you know that uh, Don Dudley's funeral service will be Saturday, May 21st at 11 o'clock at the Holgate Street Church of Christ. Uh, let other people know that the NAACP and the Martin Luther, King Memori- uh, Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee is sponsoring a cleanup of the Martin Luther King Civil Rights Memorial Park from 10 to 2. So uh, thank you all very much, Eric. We'll take this break and come back with Reverend Harriet, who is one of the organizers of the Solid- In Solidarity with the Buffalo Bic- uh, Victims. Uh, event that will be from 2 to 5 at the Martin Luther King Memorial Park on Saturday as well. So
8: thank you all very much. Thank you. Uh, let's go to the thank break Thank you. Now.
4: Bye.
3: Bye.
8: Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field, that means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at Port Seattle. For more information on operating a concession at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com.
9: Why sit in bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City Tukwila, and the airport, Link Live Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress.
8: Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Eddie Ride back at Urban Forum Northwest with my next guest, Reverend Harriet Walden as one of the organizers of the Solidarity with the Victims and Buffalo event on Saturday, which will be at uh, two o'clock at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, Civil Rights Memorial Park. And uh, Hayward Evans tells me, Reverend Harriet, that everything is set up for you. So why don't well, I really you hear with our, our listeners exactly uh, what's going to be happening.
5: Well, what we're doing is calling a solidarity uh, in Seattle for the victims uh, of the massacre in in Buffalo. Uh, We'll be calling their names. We're asking people to show up in solidarity. Uh, Also, we'll do some speak out about about the violence uh, that the war against uh, against Black people in America. I mean, they talk about the war in Ukraine, but there's a war against us, uh, and it's been a long-going standing war. Uh, And also, the other reason why we're speaking out and wanting to do this is because the silence around this with the young people is deafening compared to what's, uh, uh, when uh, George Floyd died, a timely, untimely murder, and rightfully so. But it seems like there's a disconnect, and these Black lives don't matter. So we're calling attention that these Black lives, who mainly was elderly people, except for a few exceptions there, we had the young lady that was 32, and a few people that was in their 50s, but these were elderly people that had done a lifetime of work, uh, and those lives matter. I mean, really. I mean, really and truly. And uh, it seems that uh, everybody it seems like there's silence around this uh, from people who uh, ordinarily would be speaking up. I mean, if the police had killed 10 people in Buffalo, I mean, they the, uh the uh, the uh, the the uh, so-called allies would be breaking up more windows down Seattle uh, in, in the name of Black Lives Matter. And we're saying that these Black Lives Matter, of course, they do. And also, we're looking at the you know we got this systemic systemic racism all over America. But to think about one grocery store for a hundred thousand people—that's like a whole East Precinct sector. That's the whole East Precinct sector. Can you imagine one grocery store in Seattle in the East Precinct sector? It'd be from Mount Lake to uh to uh be from Mount Lake to Massachusetts, from down to the lake up to uh, parts of uh, uh up to um. Uh, Up to the national district and parts of uh uh what is it beacon hill
0: Hmm. that's huge
5: that's huge
0: now in terms of uh the actual event tomorrow it starts at two o'clock
5: yeah on Uh, saturday it starts at two o'clock uh-huh
0: can you talk a little bit about what will be happening are there going to be any singing praying uh, well you'll be reaching out
5: to people i'm uh, trying to get people there we have the aclu is coming i've cut, put a call into the native american community uh and i just reached out to I'm reaching out to diane narasaki to see who we can get from the japanese uh, legal defense uh, legal defense fund to come uh and so uh we still basically trying to get the uh the program together i will call Miss josephine howard see if she has any time to stop by you know her saturday's are always booked but I'll be yeah. giving her a call this afternoon.
0: And then I'm sure that the people uh, that will be leaving uh, Don Dudley's funeral, which was right down the street from the park at Holgate yeah. Street Church of Christ, I'm certain that a lot of people will be uh, stopping by after that. And I also so. it's supposed to be 67 degrees on Saturday. so <laughs> yeah,
5: it might be a lot of people out.
0: Yeah, so it's about time. And it's an outdoor activity, which right. I like because I'm afraid now with this uh, COVID going back up, uh it's not going down it's starting to go back up and i think too many people are taking chances but each of their own i'm just going to t- try to take care of myself because i'm too old to be be going through any more trials or tribulations with my health here <laughs>
5: yeah yeah well we're just trying to do our best and uh, you know just trying to do our best to at least call attention to it and uh you know i'm hoping that other people will follow suit and uh and and just kind of continue to stand up there's a silence in, in america right now that's kind of deafening around this uh just like it was also around the uh, the mother Emanuel church uh you know we uh because reverend care uh, uh, anderson opened the church and we went there and and had a big, big turnout uh, in the church, but seems as if that uh, we just go back to sleep on some of these on some of these big issues. Uh, and this young man, absolutely, uh, at 18 years old, he's been programmed. I mean, to to dislike us that much and the replacement. I mean, it's like wow, all this, all of this rhetoric and all this stuff. They've had 40 years to do this. Started with Reagan and uh, and Rush Lombard. so they've had 40 years to come up with their narrative. Uh, and we haven't pushed back hard enough, so that this narrative is not true, uh, and uh, and none of the things they have to say is true, but somehow young people believe it, and they're armed. I mean, <laughs> that's that that's just it.
0: Yeah, they're you armed. know, it's it's really unfortunate because we have uh, black men and women in the U.S. military all around the world, and I know uh, if some of those natives, of those other countries, I them, you know uh why are you over here you can't even vote at home your people can't even vote you know so i think at some point in time uh we're gonna have to start you know uh demanding some things uh i mean we got uh, i
5: think be- we should be calling by by i calling president biden and asking what he's going to do about the war against non-white people in america I mean, what he's going to do about that war uh, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately our, our guys who are in, in the service serving abroad I, they might be another breed, and I—I I don't know if they'll—I don't know if they'll stand up or not. I mean, it seems that the most of the standing up is done—is done by people over under uh, over 50 now.
0: <laughs> well, the Black Lives Matter and Legally Black—I'm over in because uh, I'm a member of the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective, and uh, the young black folks over in Tacoma and Pierce County are very active. Uh, there's a young sister that is a founder of Legally Black, and they show up. And uh, if uh, maybe I should victim, reach out victim, to
5: them. Maybe I should try to reach out her. name is to uh, them
0: Tisha kids. Marie. Uh, and uh, uh, if uh, like that, there was an incident where uh, uh, some racist graffiti was painted on uh, a black lady's garage, and uh, they went out and had a rally and a press conference to denounce the race, the racism. And so <laughs> well, and then, uh, this is a, this is a very young young group of folks. That's, and then also in the uh, Pierce County, uh, Pierce Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective. There's a significant number of younger folks who are involved in doing tremendous things. So,
5: well, yeah, I, I used to go down there often. I haven't been down there in a while, but I'll reach out. I'll, I'll reach out. when you get off the air. I'll reach out to you to get her information and okay. to see if I can inv- invite them to come up on Saturday. They yeah, I'm, I'm if I'm they're idea. not doing anything in the Tacoma, they might come up on Saturday.
0: Yeah, that might be a very good idea. I would make sure that you get her your her, her information.
5: Mm-hmm. And then Lyle
0: Kwasim also has all the information. Well, Reverend Harriet, I really want to thank you for all the work you're doing. Uh, I'm going to to, uh, uh, to Don Dutty's funeral tomorrow, but I will come by after the funeral to participate in a very worthwhile endeavor to draw attention to the senseless act of violence and to stand with the victims and solidarity of victims in Buffalo. So thank you very much.
5: And thank you for coming by uh, on Saturday. All right. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Okay.
0: -hmm. All right. uh, once again, uh, Don Dudley's funeral service will be at the Holgate Street Church of Christ at Holgate and, M- and Martin Luther King Junior Way South. Uh, and also the NAACP and the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee are collaborating to do a cleanup of the Martin Luther King Civil Rights Memorial Park. I want to thank John Tay Robinson from Sound Transit, Office of Civil Rights, Diversity and Inclusion, and Kent Kill, the Chair of the Sound Transit Board. Liz Alzier, Director of City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, and me and Rice uh, with the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office down there with Lawrence Coleman and, and Josie Reagan. want to thank you guys and want to also thank my guest today, uh, former, former KYA Sears, uh, Veltri Johnson, who ended up being the News Director and Station Manager. Vivian Phillips, one of the first ladies to host a midday radio program. Uh, Jesse Weinberry, who started was a talk show host at 18, hired by Don Dully, senior Queen Anne Hill. That's when I started my talk show too, when the uh, company uh, the KYC was on Queen Anne Hill. Dwayne Tyson, Lee Carter, and I'll, I just heard from Reverend Harriet Walden. Thank you, Eric, and have a good weekend.